Welcome to the Bet with Chet podcast. I am Kyle Fricchetti alongside Alex Alvecchio, Brian Campbell. Week three in the books. We are on to week four already of the NFL season. Alex Alvec, very impressive 4-1 and one record from last week. Um, very, very impressive. You can go through your picks first. You have the floor, my man, and then we'll kind of uh, get to Campbell's and I's picks. Well, you know, the, the hard game was, uh, I guess, not hard in the end, but... Uh... You know, the, the hardest trigger to pull was the Bengals. But the reason in the end I pulled it was just because they were my preseason pick and it was do or die. So if I believed in what I thought earlier, you know, if they started on three, they weren't making the Super Bowl. All their aspirations were dead. Um, so I definitely took some of that. Uh, speaking of the 0-2 into 0-3, you know, I was looking for one of those games that I loved, and it was obviously the Patriots over the Jets. Um, you know, loved it. The game played out exactly – you know, like I said, Belichick's going to take Garrett Wilson away. He's going to take the running game away and let Zach Wilson beat him somehow somehow else. And there'd be no chance in hell of that happening. It's exactly how the game played out. It's crazy um, with how bad the Jets were last week. They still had an opportunity to get in the Hail Mary and actually win the game. Yeah, it, I, you know, it was a fake five. So, you know, if I was laying six, I'd have been pissed in that game. But, uh, again, the spread was small. People are still overrating that first win the Jets had. And, like, that was such a fake win. Like, Josh Allen just threw them the ball four times, and they still barely won. Uh, you know, that was more of an anti-Bills thing than the Jets going out and, like, being better and winning the game. I'm not a big believer in the Jets overall talent-wise much anyway. And you put the worst quarterback in the league on it. And, you know, they're a team, they're a team I'm going to fade a lot, so – you know, no offense to Camby. You know, as you remember, Camby, two years ago, I faded the Giants the final eight weeks of the year. So, you know, I do it to myself, too. But, um, you know, when you get these teams that are like this, and, I mean, the Jets are complete quicksand now. Their, their season's collapsing. Um, we've got a hammer against them. Uh, the Eagles was just, you know, fading the Bucks, who weren't a great 2-0 team. Um, it wasn't a very good game. I, I, I kind of won that one easily. Uh as it turned out. So that was kind of nice. Like Monday, both games, I was kind of cruising. So, uh, yeah, it's just a, a solid overall week. And like I said before the season, week three is normally when I tend to lock it in. So to get four and one, and now we should get better every week because we have more and more info on these teams. You see what they actually are. Yeah. I rode you, uh, with Philadelphia last week. I thought that was a nice buy low spot on Philly just cause they didn't yep. really look so impressive the first few weeks. And, uh, Looking back on Tampa's first two wins of the season up against, you know, Minnesota and Chicago, um, it's plain to see that it was a big step up in class for them. We kind of discussed that last week. Uh, we also both hit on Detroit, Alex. Uh, you know, that that was pretty impressive considering all the cluster injuries that Detroit had, and they still yeah. won the game pretty comfortably. Um, and yeah. I think Atlanta is another one of those teams where we have to kind of re- reflect and really think how – good or average of a team they are with how they beat Carolina week one and Carolina's looking to be one of the worst teams in the league right now. Uh, our, first, our first three-way consensus pick of the year, and we hit on it. That's right. Yeah, we have to, right? Otherwise, otherwise, we lose all our viewership. So That's right. I think it's I think it's good that we don't have a lot of 50-50 weeks. It's either we have really bad weeks or really good weeks, which, is, yeah. which makes for a lot better listening because if we do really bad, then you could fade us, and if you do really well, then you can follow us. <laughs> So I yeah. think the worst thing we could do is like go, you know, two and three two or and three, three and two, two every, every week. week yeah. yeah, exactly. So these weeks uh, happen, and uh, 
you know, Delvecchio definitely came on top this week. I'll just kind of briefly go through my few other ones. I uh, completely hit on Washington. I, I thought they would come back home inspired after that comeback win over Denver. But, you know, Buffalo is just in another class. And Sam Howell, uh, you know, he, he has a lot to be desired, you know, moving forward with – I think he was sacked nine times in that game. Just holds on to the ball way too much. Uh, Buffalo not considered a really great pass rushing team at this point in the season, but I mean, they, they tormented him all day and, you know, I think he threw three or four interceptions in that game. So he's obviously not ready for, you know, um, the, the premium teams on a defensive standpoint. So um, definitely going to be careful with the commanders moving forward. And then uh, Green Bay, you know, they, they won by a point. I had minus two. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that line changed uh, as the week uh, went forward. I think Green Bay ended up as a plus one and a half dog. So the, those are the, um, you know, the negative aspects of having a podcast on a Wednesday because <laughs> that's a big shift in line yeah. movement uh, from the minus two to the plus one and a half. So I consider that a win, even though it didn't hit. That's that's pretty much a win because you know, I, I wasn't going to bet Green Bay at minus two. I was going to wait. That's two weeks. In a, that's two weeks in a row it happened to Green Bay because Alex got hit with yeah. that right. in uh, week two in Green Bay yeah. going from minus two to plus one. And only winning the game, only winning the game by one. Right. So. They play a lot of close games. I mean, I'm I'm impressed with with what Green Bay is doing. Obviously, they were down seventeen nothing in that game to the Saints, and that's a little concerning. But obviously, when the Derek Carr injury happened, they took advantage of that. And you know, Jordan Love made some plays in the fourth quarter. They they scored eighteen points in the fourth quarter alone, and uh, that says something about the resiliency of that team. And they're two and one. You know, I, I, when they look back on the season, they're not going to remember how the games were. They're going to see how many wins they have. And I, you know, I talked about Green Bay possibly definitely being in wild card contention, maybe even taking a run of the division. And obviously there's a big week this Thursday that we could talk about. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But then uh, the Denver was, was just another. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, what was that? That? yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I don't even have any words. I can't even explain or provide any rationale what happened in that game. I mean, the last time we saw a team put up 70 was in the 1960s, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Miami, I'm not going to try to overreact to that because I just think Denver's really bad. I mean, they lost to Vegas week one. Yeah. And uh, they got the doors blown off by the Dolphins, who were considered, you know, definitely a top top three team in the league right now, in my opinion. So um, the Broncos have a long way to go from uh, personnel and managerial standpoint. That organization is just a dumpster fire right now. I kind of put them maybe in line with the with the Chicago Bears, with you know them trading you know um, a ransom for Russell Wilson. They pretty much mortgage their future for this declining quarterback who is a big liability now. And now the one consistent aspect of their team last year was their defense. And I don't know what happened. I mean, they didn't lose a ton of players. They still have Sertain. You know, they still have uh, some good players on the defensive line. I don't know what's going on there. Um, so Denver is definitely a team that uh, we're going to look to fade, uh, obviously, for the future. Uh, I think I got through all my picks here. Campbell, um, we talked about Detroit already. Uh, once you, we briefly spoke about the Jets, but just kind of go through your, your picks for the week. Yeah, so I went two and, th- two and three on the week. Uh, did hit my best bet of Detroit. Uh, as we mentioned, Detroit kind of looked in control against the Falcons all game. Uh, my other one came with the 49ers Thursday night. It just felt like a spot where the Giants, short week, staying on the West Coast, felt like a game they weren't really going to give maximum effort in. 
and you saw them kind of fade late in the game. 49ers cleaned that up in the fourth quarter pretty easily. Uh, my three losses pretty much was on the wrong side of those bets the whole game. None of them felt like could come close. Titans got their doors blown off by Cleveland. Cowboys got their doors blown off by Arizona. And then the Jets, I mean, they're, they can't do anything with Zach Wilson at the helm. Uh, I mean, I heard a stat where in on plays where the defense has zero pass rush wins, he still has a QBR of 7.6 only. Like, it doesn't matter Jeez. if he's getting pressured. If he's not getting pressured, he can't do anything. And the Jets are going to be a fade for the rest of the year, I think, until they decide to finally give up on him. Uh, if you just get some competent quarterback play from the Jets, I don't understand what they're doing. I read something about, and you got to take what you read on Twitter with a grain of salt. But you know, with the you know Robert Sala possibly losing the locker room, sticking with Zach Wilson, you know they they pick up Trevor Simeon this week. He's a journeyman. He's not going to do that much. Better um, than Zach Wilson, though. He is, yeah. yeah uh, he, does he win that game? Does he win that game against New England? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I mean, not. I would, I would say, what's so weird about the Jets situation isn't what's happening now. It's really the fault of the front office in the off season. You shouldn't have even gone into this season with this guy as a backup. He's so bad. Mm. Like I understand they took him two overall, but like if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, what if Rodgers just had a six week hamstring injury? Right? Wilson still would have killed your season. And it's not like Wilson's far of an Iron Man. You know, he gets hurt. So, um, it's just a real failure that just to not have anyone there, you know? Because it, all the teams know you need them. So, how are you going to trade for you? Like, Campbell brought up Kirk Cousins. How did, I mean, what are they going to hose you for him for? You know, they're not going to give him to you for a song. You know, you're going to have to give up legitimate draft capital. They're just in a bad spot. Like, you did this. You know, you feel for him because Rodgers got hurt, but at the same time, your plan B could have been better, you know? Yeah, I mean, when you combine Rodgers' age, he's 39, and then you combine that with the lack of offensive line upgrades they made in the offseason, they really didn't prepare well for a Rodgers injury. You know, you have to prepare more in that situation. The Jets yeah. just didn't do that. Um, so they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, I, I agree. They, I mean, I, I understand they're thinking, hey, we have a veteran quarterback. He's been pretty durable. He had the one collarbone injury years back, but that was a freak injury. Other than that, he's been pretty durable, but he's 39. You know, you have to expect something to possibly happen, especially with the average to well, below what average. Is it? I, I mean, the, the thing I saw that really glares out, they spent $4 million on Hardman. They spent $6 million on Cook. Either one of those two figures – could have gotten you like a Tyrod Taylor type backup quarterback who at least, you know, has a pulse, you know, yeah. and, you, and they just wasted money. I mean, it's $10 million dead that you could have replaced Zach Wilson with. I mean, that really going into it with this guy left your season so vulnerable. And now, I mean, they, I mean, they went from a Super Bowl contender to, I mean, you know, they're, what are they going to go four and 13? Like, are they that type of team? Like they might be, you know, so it's going to be kind of tough. And you look around the league, you see like, Minshew coming in for the Colts yeah. and Andy Dalton coming in for the Panthers. And you could almost say that bringing those guys in are upgrades to even what they have starting. Granted, they're both coming in for rookies who are still young and developing, but those rookies still have better potential and probably better actual reality than Zach Wilson currently does right now. 
Right. Yeah. Right. I see it. Yeah. I mean, um, Jets have a big game this week. <laughs> I'm sure the scheduling makers are loving all these primetime Jets games. Zach Wilson. Well, I mean, they love having Tabitha. the Chiefs, you know? I mean, gee, with Taylor Swift, you know? Yeah. With that being said, I'm going to take the Jets. She'd be a better first. quarterback. I'm going to take the Jets as my first pick of the week at plus nine and a half. To do what? <laughs> to cover against the Chiefs. You're going to take the Jets to, like, I'm, you're going to take them I'm, to the prom? Like, I'm what gonna, are you talking about? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them to cover this Woo-hoo-hoo. number. I think I think uh, they get a rallying of the troops. They're not going to win this game. But I'm still not sold on the Chiefs here. I, I know they, they, you know, laid a – a 40-burger on the Bears, but that's not really saying that much. Uh, I still think the Chiefs have some offensive kinks to work out, and I think the Jets' defense shows up on prime time here. I'm not expecting big things from Zach Wilson by any means, but um, I think the Jets' defense does step up and, at the very least, give you the opportunity for a backdoor cover, um, You know, garbage time touchdown at the end. Chiefs probably win this game by a touchdown somewhere in that range. Um, it's at nine and a half across the board. I'm not expecting you guys to give me a 10. That's fine, but I'll take the plus nine and a half. I think, you know, the, uh, second straight home game chiefs coming off a blowout win. They go on the road now, prime time. Uh, I think the jets defense gives Mahomes some issues. I'm not a big believer in the chiefs skill position players right now. And I'm banking on a Taylor Swift curse here. Uh, I look back to 2007 and I look at Jessica Simpson and Tony Romo and yes, they got by last <laughs> week, but I think, oh, yeah. uh, there's going to be a curse in New York from Taylor Swift. So uh, not wishing any injuries or ill will towards uh, Travis Kelsey, but uh, I just think this game is going to be a little weird. Uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like it, it's too much of a sure thing to just say, Oh, chiefs are going to blow the doors off. Could happen. But I, I think the jets kind of give their last ditch effort here, knowing how desperate they are at, uh, you know, a one in uh, two record. So um, we'll see what happens, but I'll take the jets uh, plus nine and a half. Do uh, any of you two have played this game? I do uh, not. I, no. I do not either. Okay. Um, but I would, me personally, I, I'm full fate on the Jets right now. I would lean the Chiefs um, just because I kind of feel like this game is going to go sort of the way our week two game against the Cowboys went. You know, defense holding their own, kind of holding, holding the Cowboys to three every drive. But when the offense is continually going three and out every drive, defense just gets tired. I mean, those points add up, and eventually the Chiefs will find the end zone. I just don't think Zach Wilson's going to kind of have anything going on with the offense. They'll be lucky to get a touchdown um, in the game again. I probably think you'll probably see Tim Boyle at some point in the game just because um, Salah knows that if he doesn't make a move in the game, if they're struggling, that he's going to completely lose the team. So I wouldn't be surprised if you do see a quarterback switch midway through the game. Um, but I just think I just think the defense is going to kind of get too tired and let up some points towards the end of the game, and Chiefs are going to backdoor cover that minus nine and a half, in my opinion. But it's just a lean. Okay. Alex, any thoughts on this game before we move on to your first pick of week four? I would lean Kansas City for all the reasons that can be said. Um, only reason I'm not, there's a big number that's at home. A lot of the reasons you said. Um, you know, the one thing about this game, you know, in terms of if I were to bet the Chiefs, I do feel like there's 0% chance that the Jets could backdoor cover this. Just because, like, if the Chiefs get out in front, 
it's, it's a wrap. Because then Zach's going to have to throw and it's a fiasco. So I feel like in the first quarter, you have a chance to win it very easily. Um, like, I would definitely lean Kansas City. Um, but I, I do buy into what you're saying, where, like, the best effort, all that stuff. But, you know, Chris Jones could wreck this game. You know, it's the kind of game he pressures up the middle. Zach Wilson makes turnovers, makes mistakes. Spags is going to blitz like crazy. You know, he loves doing that. Um, but I got to say, you know, it's uh, considering who the Chiefs played last week, this might be the the two worst offenses back-to-back weeks that they're facing. And I don't right. know who's worse. So maybe the Jets aren't as bad as what they faced last week. It's kind of but, hard uh, to get. It's kind of hard yeah. to get a read on this Chiefs defense because they've it been is, they've been is, sneaky yeah. good, but then we look at the level of competition they played. We look at Jacksonville. We look at what Jacksonville did this past week, knocking out almost twenty five hundred uh, survivor entries. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. One was me, but um, one was me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I mean Jacksonville's had problem at home against Houston for a number of years now, but. Um, it's hard to get a read on the Chiefs defense right now. You know, we obviously think they played pretty well against Detroit that opening week. Um, you know, being shorthanded on offense, they definitely stepped up in that game, only gave up about, uh, I think, 14 points, right, because of the pick six. Um, but then they go up against Jacksonville, and then they go up against Chicago last week. So not that the Jets are a great offense or anything, but I don't know how well they are. Could, could they be had in the running game? Maybe the Jets can get the running game going a little bit, but – uh, with them getting Chris Jones back, it's it's unlikely. But I don't know. I just I feel like it's a nice buy low spot on the on the Jets. Um, I think this number is a little inflated. It's probably be closer to seven and a half. Um, but I think I think the Chiefs are a pretty good teaser play this week too. Just get them under a field goal. You know, ask them to win the game by three. But um, I'll take the Jets plus nine and a half. Uh, with that being said, let's go to your first uh, bet for week four, Alex. My first bet. Week four, NFL in this new format. You know, new format here. Uh, I want to go to the best game of the week. I want to start with what I think is the game everyone's kind of pumped up for, the game that if this were week six, it would be flexed to Sunday night. I want to take the Buffalo Bills laying three at my uh, against Miami here. Laying a field goal. I think you're getting Miami. I think they're a little over – I think they're a little uh, – Plays a little high right now. You know, they put up 70 points. Everyone's going to be all gassed up on them. Remember, going into that game, they're probably going to be without Waddle, it looks like, again. Um, Bill's defense is starting to come around. That's a really good unit. Their defense is pretty good. Allen has sneakily started to respect the football in the last two games. Uh, he's only made one real boner move in eight quarters, so that's really good for him. Um, Bills are going to be up for this game like crazy. I mean, they blew the doors off Washington. Um and I think you're going to get their best effort here. Uh, with all the hype around Miami, I think a lot of people are viewing this as like, oh, is this like Miami's moment? And normally when that happens off a big-time game, that team gets brought down to earth a little bit against a team that's been there before, like Buffalo has. So, you know, it, I thought this should have been three and a half or four. I think it's three and even two and a half some places. So I am taking the Bills against Miami here, bet number one. Okay. Yeah, I, I lean Buffalo too. Uh, no opinion though. Um, it's funny we mentioned Jalen Waddle. You know, he did. He's in concussion protocol, but he did practice in full today. But they put up seventy it's points. Just crazy, that. isn't it? Isn't it crazy? You can do that. Like, yeah, I know. But that, I mean, just how little they hit. <laughs> they put up. They put up seventy points without him. So do they put up eighty-five this week? That's the question. No, but, no. Um, that was a 
that game was a lot of bad Denver football, folks. I watched a lot of it. Uh, not a lot of good to be had on Denver's side. Yeah, it's going to be. I, I, I don't. Not, not a big opinion on the side. I do lean to the over. I just think both these offenses are going to be firing in all cylinders. Uh, you know, classic AFC East divisional matchup. You know, kind of vying for supremacy right now in the AFC along Kansas City. This is a this is a big game for both teams. Um, big spot for Tua to kind of prove himself in, in uh, you know, a big-time game. It's just, I wish this game was on Sunday night. I wish they could flex the Kansas City game out and put this game in Sunday night. But, you know, it is what it is at this point in the season. But uh, just a slight lean to Buffalo, but no real opinion. Uh, Campbell, what do you got on this? Um, I don't really have a lean either way. I do think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I would lean in the over on this game. 54 and- total. Yeah, I mean, I still think we're going to hit the over on this. Um, and because I think there's going to be so many points put on the board, I could see this game going a field goal either way. So, I mean, it's going to – if probably if I had to lean, I would lean Miami just because they're getting the three. Um, and I think it's going to be a field goal game either way. But um, I don't really have a lean on the side. It's going to be a good game, though. I mean, I – do you think Miami's lucky to get Buffalo early in the season on the road in Buffalo? Because you know how Miami, you know how that team is. They're not a cold weather team, so right. to be able to avoid that winter, that Buffalo winter and the snowstorm, um, I think that's going to kind of help them in the long run when it comes to the divisional race in the end. Yeah, slated for 72, 72 degrees and sunny. You know the wind miles per hour is going to be at nine, but that's not going to be a factor. So if you're going to playing Buffalo. It's good to get them uh, early on, on October 1st. Um, all right. So we are due for Campbell's first pick of week four. All right. So for my first pick, I am going across the border, uh, going with the 930 Eastern time London game. I'm Ooh. picking the Atlanta Falcons plus three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, both teams coming off a loss. Uh, Jacksonville, Kind of got beat down by Houston. Atlanta really didn't put up much of a showing against Detroit. Um, but, I mean, historically, lately, I know the Jaguars are what you would consider the home team. They're the team that goes out to London every year. But over the last five times – or the last five games out in London, they're only 1-4 and four against the spread. Uh, Atlanta 2-0 and oh against the spread in uh, London games. I think it's a good spot for Atlanta to bounce back, kind of lean on the ground game with Bijan, and uh, at least keep it within a field goal. So give me the three points all day. I'll take the Falcons plus three. Okay. Yeah, no real opinion on the side here. I kind of lean to the under. I think it's at 43, 43 and a half. I think both these teams are very methodical, slow-paced. You don't see a lot of big plays on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, both teams are pretty stout against the run. Um, and I think both teams are going to try to establish the run in this game. Uh, so I think it's going to be a low scoring, <clears throat> like maybe a 21-17 type game. Uh, no real opinion on the side. I kind of leaned at Jacksonville a little bit, but they, they can't be trusted right now. They, they have issues on all three sides of the ball. I mean, when you let a fullback run back a kickoff return <laughs> for a touchdown, um, you don't see that stuff even in Madden. So for that to happen in real life, and then you have like DBs with, you know, pretty pretty uh, pretty decent speed, not being able to catch this white fullback running down the sideline, so something's wrong. So uh, Jacksonville is not to be 
trusted right now. So I definitely see why you're taking the points there with the Falcons, but um, no real opinion, just uh, a lean to the under. Uh, Alex, what do you got in this game? I lean, I mean, I, I tend to go quarterback in a close game like this, and I love Lawrence, um, but that, their offense is not working. Like, you know, last year they did this. Remember, you know, I think Jacksonville started one and six. Is that right? They were one and six last year, one and five. They were so. really, they started horribly last year, and then they were just a tremendous team November on. I don't know if that's going to become a trend with Jacksonville, but, um, you know, they're one of the teams I really liked in the offseason. They've just been really bad offensively. I mean, like you said, a methodical offense, that's not really what you would describe for Doug Peterson, is it? That's not what he wants to do. You know, he's more of like a get up and go chuck that shit. So very strange. I wouldn't go Atlanta just because I don't trust the quarterback. Um, I would take Lawrence in a game like this because, like, in the end, if it's a final three-minute game, I think he's going to win, and I don't trust Atlanta to. But, um, yeah, you know, I, interesting to watch to see what's going on with Jacksonville because, you know, if they lose this, you know, their whole season narrative is going to start pivoting. So I think they're going to be a, a hungry, hungry team this week. I would lean Jacksonville. I think it already has pivoted, I think, uh, more so than even Atlanta. You're right. They, they started 1-6 and six last year, and okay. um, they didn't really make a lot of upgrades defensively in the offseason. I think Trayvon Walker has been a huge disappointment when you look at who they could have well, taken. I mean, he should, shouldn't yeah. have been drafted. Yeah, right. I mean, that, was a, that was a horrible pick. I remember when that came. Which you could have heard about on yeah. the chat. We right. Ex- that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We, we were talking about him versus Hutchinson, and – Hutchinson yeah. was the safer pick, you know, the more NFL-ready pick. And he's just a better player. He's a bit I mean, bigger Walker's just a basketball shorts guy. That's all he was. He did yeah. nothing in college. He had, like, they five just at, college yep. sacks. They looked at the combine. They didn't look at the tape. And Unbelievable. This, this is what you yeah. get. So yeah. lots of issues. And this line kind of signifies Jacksonville as home field, right? Because Jacksonville, you know, has obviously traveled to, to London five times, Campbell. And, um, <laughs> nine, time, nine times overall. Nine times, but, nine yeah. times overall. Nine times. 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 You're going to see a lot of Jaguars fans there. Does that have an impact on the game? Maybe, maybe not. But um, I think home field advantage at this point in the NFL is pretty overrated. Um, all right, so we're going to go back to you, Campbell, for your second pick. All right, uh, we'll go to Houston and Pittsburgh for my second pick. Ooh, I don't I have a play in this also. Ooh, I'm going to be laying the points with Pittsburgh. Um, uh, two and a half is what I'm seeing. I'm going to be laying two and a half on the road uh, with the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh, I mean, I think their defense is elite. Uh, T.J. Watt, I mean, he's going to be causing disruptions in that Houston backfield all game. And I think Pittsburgh's offense, I know they've struggled the last three weeks to start the season, but you look at who they play. They played Niners, they played the Browns, probably the two best defenses in the league right now. Uh, I think – Playing the Texans' defense, they'll be able to kind of get things going a little bit, get things clicking. Hopefully, Kenny Pickett shows a little something out there. But I think it's going to be enough to get the win 
Um, so I will take the Steelers minus two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I I, I lean Pittsburgh too, um, just because I don't I, I don't want to overreact to what C.J. Stroud did last week. I mean, he's been very impressive the past two weeks. Don't get me wrong, and both against divisional opponents, so that's got to be encouraging moving forward. But um, he hasn't seen a defense like Pittsburgh's, and it does concern me that Pittsburgh is on a short week. Right, they played on on uh, Monday, Sunday, night. Monday night, so there is one less day of preparation, and it's another road no. game. Oh, they, they played, played Sunday, Sunday night. They played Sunday, Sunday night. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's not a big difference. Yeah, it's just no. a few hours. Um, so, okay, so that's not big, big of a concern for me. Uh, I, I'm so concerned with Kenny Pickett. I mean, the Raiders by no means have a really good defense, and he still struggled against them. He made some plays in the passing game, but it was really the defense that took over that game and, you know, made Jimmy G's life a uh, living hell in that game and, and injured him, and obviously he got concussed. So, uh can Pittsburgh do the same to C.J. Stroud? We'll see. I think C.J. Stroud has shown some good promise with his pocket presence and um, decision-making. So I, it's an easy stay away from me. I, it's tough laying points on the road with Kenny Pickett in this spot. Um, and Houston wants to get a home win for the first time this year. So that kind of keeps me away from the game. But um, I'll lean to Pittsburgh if I can get it under a field goal. But it'll probably be a pass if it's at uh, three or more. Uh, Alex, what do you think about this game? You have a play too? I, I have a play in this game. I love Pittsburgh in this game. There are two lines that didn't make sense to me. I'll get to the other one later, but I guess it's a trap, but you know, if, if, how do you bet Houston here? Like I would never take the points with Houston and think you're going to win this game. To me, that would almost be stunning. You know, you, you don't think Pittsburgh wants to make the playoffs this year. Houston is in year one of a build, right? So you don't think Houston's going to win the game. So then the question is, do you think they're winning by two? No. So, you know, uh, or do you think Steelers winning by two? I would say no. Um, love Pittsburgh here. This line I thought should have been four and a half. Maybe I'm crazy, but, you know, Pittsburgh can dominate, completely dominate certain aspects of the game. And, you know, they're going to get that kid in the third and longs. Pierce is not going to do much against Pittsburgh. And then, um, you know, that secondary is going to start feasting. So, Love Pittsburgh here. Sometimes lines like this that stick out the way this does scare the hell out of me because Vegas does know more than me, I promise. It feels like an overreaction line, though, based on Houston's performance last week against Jackson. Yeah, Yeah, and it it did open around four, right? So it opened higher and money came in on Houston. But, um, yeah, I mean, I love Pittsburgh. They were almost my best bet. I mean, I love Pittsburgh in this game. Yeah, Pittsburgh does have the advantages in, in DVOA. I like to look at DVOA kind of after week four just because you have a little bit more information at your disposal. And, well, it's you know, almost the, DVOA time. Oh, we're getting there, baby. That, that, <laughs> this, this is when we turn it up. Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Houston has those a, letters yet this year. I know. You were waiting for it, right? No, week four <laughs> is the key. That's it. They're pretty equal offensively. Uh, Pittsburgh has a 27th-ranked DVOA. They haven't – been uh, that that impressive offensively. I think a lot of that was skewed by that Niners game in week one. But then uh, mm. Houston's ranked 20th offensive DVOA and big advantage defensive DVOA for Pittsburgh with eighth ranked DVOA defense versus Houston's 25th. Um, you obviously want to look at strength strength of schedule too, but you know the the slight advantage there to to Pittsburgh. Uh, a little bit of an advantage special teams with Houston uh, that could have been the kickoff return last week that could have made them the third ranked. Uh, special teams DVOA versus Pittsburgh's 13th. So uh, interesting game there. I think uh, I think it should be a fun game. I think it's going to be a nice duel of uh, 
young quarterbacks, no real opinion on the total, but I'm encouraged with what I've seen from CJ Stroud. Try not to overreact, but I think out of the rookie class, obviously, you know, Richardson was out last week. I think he's been the most encouraging to watch. Uh, definitely over Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young is a, uh, a ways to go if he ever gets there. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with Pittsburgh and Houston. Uh, let's go to uh, myself, right? This is going to be my second pick? Yes. Okay. Let's uh, let's get this one out of the way. I'm going to go to – and I have a feeling one of you or both will have a play in this game too. So chime in after I'm done. Uh, Tennessee uh, at home against Cincinnati. Uh, oh. I, am I right? Oh, it's my best right. bet. I knew it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I know exactly where you're going. Uh, so uh, Cincinnati, you know, they they won that game against the Rams. Was it impressive? No. I was surprised with how much they let Joe Burrow throw. Uh, the game could have gone – yeah, uh, unreal. Uh, that was very yeah. surprising. I think they kind of just wanted to, you know, throw him to the wolves, so to speak, and see if he could yeah. handle uh, all those reps and, um, you know, I can't say he played well, but he, he did enough to win. Uh, defense definitely stepped up um, compared to what they showed over the first few weeks. Uh, I, I like Tennessee in the spot. I think they were embarrassed by Cleveland, you know, blown out um, on the road, coming back home. Uh, I'm not buying into Joe Burrow's back all that. He, he might be, and this might be, you know, the week that they start to turn it on and kind of build off of that momentum from uh, Monday night. But uh, I, I like – I like Tennessee and Vrabel as a home dog here. I think this is where they really thrive. Um, if it was like a pick 'em or Tennessee was a small favorite, I'd stay away from this game or maybe maybe even take Tennessee. But uh, with a low total total of 41, 40 and a half, I think you know, give me give me the two and a half here. If I can get three, I might snatch that up as a bet on Sunday. But um, give me Tennessee plus two and a half. Uh, I I do have concerns about um, Derrick Henry and him losing a step and. You know, the Titans are pretty bad against the pass, but can Burrow expose that at this point in the season? I don't know yet. And Tennessee is pretty stout against the run, so if they get Burrow into third and long situations, I think that might be of uh, a difficult situation for Burrow. So, uh, ten- uh, you know, Cincinnati could obviously still win this game. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, I think about that playoff game, uh, guys, a few years ago where I think Cincinnati won 20-16. to 16. They were six-point dogs, something like that. Uh, so I think it's going to be somewhere around there. Uh, I think Tennessee probably gets the close win or Cincinnati wins by a, a point or two. So give me a Tennessee plus two and a half. Alex, what do you got? I love Cincy. Yeah, I know you knew I, lo- I was going to oh, yeah. love Cincy. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a, an aspect in the game that I love that really showed up on Monday that's underrated, and that is that Cincy's front, when they're fully healthy, can get after the passer more than they're given credit for. And I think they're going to get after Tennessee. And Tennessee's all lines a sieve, man. It is not good anymore. It's pretty bad. Um, I could see Cincy giving their offense fits all day. Um, Henry does – I mean, I think he still looks for the most part like Derrick Henry, but I don't think game flow really lets him get into that. You know, you don't get second and ones at the Titans very often. Um but I'm taking Cincy here, you know. I mean, Chase had, what, 14 for a buck 50. The thing I would say to be worried about it, which is why the spread is small, um, is, you know, Burrow, that offense was going when Burrow was throwing for 10 yards or less, really. Anytime it looked like he went downfield, he wasn't missing by an inch. He was missing by half a football field. I mean, the throws downfield were dreadful. But, um, you know, Tennessee, to me, they're – 
they look really bad. They look like a bottom of the barrel offense. Um, I just I, I like I like Cincinnati here. I like them to get back to two and two. They know that Burrow is going to get healthier every week. Um, they're not going to throw it fifty times. I I hope, but uh, I also kind of like um, the Bengals to be able to run a little bit with Mixon. So Cincinnati best bet, lock it in. Under a field goal, you're laying here. So really, you just got to win by a little bit. So taking the Bengals. There it is. Campbell, do you have a play in this game or any thoughts? I do not have a play in this game. I do think you're going to get a better effort out of Tennessee this week, though, compared to last week. I think Cincinnati's defense is nearly as uh, dominant as Cleveland's is. You're not going to got an underrated pass the... rush, though, Camby. I've always said Cincinnati's defense is one of the more un- underrated. But I feel yeah, like – They don't have any stars. But... Right. But I feel like Tennessee is going to have an improvement uh, uh, compared to last week against Cleveland. Uh, and I – I felt like last week, you know, they were going into halftime. should be a one-score game, except they take a sack with no outs left. Instead, it's a two-score game going into the halftime, and then second half they just completely no-showed. And I felt like that kind of – that changed the whole momentum of the game. And I don't see the same mistakes happening this week. I think it's going to be a closer game. Um, I do still see Cincinnati winning this game, though. I do think Cincinnati sees himself more as a Super Bowl team and needs more than Tennessee, in my opinion, too. So I expect Cincinnati to kind of have more burst this game. So, But it is going to be a close game. It could go either way. Definitely a big game for, for both teams. And you, you spoke about Cleveland's defense. You know, they're ranked – at the top of the list in defensive DVOA, they're they're ranked first right now, uh, compared to um, Cincinnati's, which is twenty second, um, and the Bengals are twenty fifth in offensive DVOA, and Cleveland not that different at eighteenth. But uh, obviously Tennessee is not at the top of any list here. Um, with the Tennessee Titans, I'm trying to find them on this list. Uh, they're pretty far down here. Um, yeah. I, these logos are so low. Let me see. Pittsburgh, New England. What am I missing here? Where's Tennessee? Well, anyway, uh, I, I think this is going to be a close game. There we go. Tennessee is almost to the at the bottom uh, with 30th ranked DVOA, but uh, offensively, but then their defensive DVOA is 15th. So uh, I think these these teams are very evenly matched um, defensively uh, with Tennessee probably the slight edge, and then you probably have the Bengals with the slight edge offensively, but. Let's see, you know, each week that goes by, you got to think Burrow's calf is going to be reacting a little bit better, right? He got out of this game without any setbacks. So that has to be uh, optimistic going forward. And they play Arizona next week. Not that that's a cakewalk by any means. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have to think they have a chance to get above 500 in a few weeks. So I, I see this game like 2017, 19, 17. I could see the Bengals down by, you know, a point and then they kick a game-winning field goal, something like that. So it's going to be one of those those nasty AFC uh, rivalry games. All right, so um, we are at Campbell's second pick, third pick, third pick. Okay, what do you got? Uh, for my third pick, let's go to Monday Night Football. Ooh, oh uh, no, another one I'm picking. Oh, going to talk about things before me. <laughs> Bullshit. Before that. Well, all right, would you like to take this game first? No, I'm totally kidding, Camby. You're good. Okay. Uh, this is a line I don't agree with. I know the Giants are coming off 
uh, the rare Thursday to Monday ten day stretch of rest. Um, but I think a better team overall, and the fact that Seattle's getting points in this game, I think, is completely off. So give me Seattle plus one, better roster. Um, I think that Seattle's also a team that's going into a bye week next week, and usually teams going into a bye week kind of perform better, uh, whereas the Giants, you know, have Miami to look forward to next week. And I think that's going to kind of be on their mind a little bit as well. Uh, Seattle, I know it's a cross-country trip, but uh, I think Kenneth Walker is going to be able to run on that defense. Uh, I don't see uh, Giants offense being able to keep pace. So give me Seattle plus one uh, as my third bet. Alex, what do you got, man? As a shock to no one, I'm going the other way here. No. No, I'm going with the Giants. <laughs> Look, they – um. I mean, I hate to say this. It's so early in the year. They punted that game. They punted the Niner game. They benched Andrew Thomas. They benched Saquon. I mean, Saquon probably couldn't have gone anyway. But, um, you know, they benched uh, – Bredesen could have gone. He didn't go. They had cluster injuries on the O-line. Um, you know, that game was 17-12 with a minute left in the third quarter before it got out of hands in the fourth. Um, you know, if you look at the Giants on the whole, it's, it's been a weird start to the year. They got – just massacred and shock and awed by the Cowboys week one. Now that week two game against Arizona, again, no Andrew Thomas in that game. It's our best player. Um, at the time, you think well, that's kind of a bad win, right? But then Arizona really shows a great effort against Dallas, maybe a little bit better than people think. Um, but organizationally, and I mean, I, I said this last week when KB bet San Fran and got the game right, and why I thought he was on the right side of it was, you know, the Giants – knew that was an impossible spot last week. They treated it as such. They basically said, anyone who's 50-50 isn't playing. We're going to take a bait, take a beat. We're not going to run Daniel Jones at all. You know, I don't know if you guys saw it. The Niner defense post-game said, why didn't Daniel Jones run the ball at all? The reason is because he was told not to because we're not going to get him killed in a game we can't win. Even that part of the game, the Giants didn't approach the right – and maybe not the right way, but in an effort to win – and it was only five points late third quarter. This is the game they're going to go all out for. Seattle, when they face, you know, teams like Detroit, that, you know, the second tier NFC teams, you're going to get great efforts out of the Giants on. The Giants are home here. Um, you know, Seattle, you know, the Panthers with Dalton, you know, they gave a bit of a fight last week. It wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, a, a cruising. Um, defensively, they're really Got a lot of questions up and down. You're telling me Jamal Adams is going to help stuff. That guy's more of a liability. That's like getting Roy Williams back. Congratulations. Um, that was a great old cowboy joke for you, Chet. But, um, the receiver no, I, or safety, Roy Williams? The safety, Roy oh. Williams. But, uh, yeah, because they're getting Jamal Adams. But, um, yeah, I just think, you know, Giants going to be here. Andrew Thomas practiced today. Saquon practiced today. Robinson went today. Pretty much it's a full practice report. Saquon's going to go next week. So, um, you know, you're going to get their best effort. I think the Giants, if anything, might give you a worse effort in Miami because they're so focused on Seattle. But 11 days off, they've been getting massacred in the New York media. A lot of reasons to think that, um, you know, they'll give you the best they got. And remember, the Giants were in Seattle last year with an inferior roster. They should have won that damn game last year. They fumbled two freaking punt returns to lose that game by five. Very frustrating. So, um, 
yeah, I think the Giants could beat Seattle, and I, I think they will. Um, one of my let's, plays. Let's be real. The Giants are an afterthought in the New York media, the way the Jets are playing. Sure, but I mean, in terms of the Giants' bubble, they're getting killed in the Giants' <laughs> bubble. I agree with you in that case, sure. But, like, you know, the Giants get heat. They got a lot of heat last Friday until uh, Sunday came along and then Zach Wilson <laughs> happened, but, you know. Again, I think like, it's even, a – Sorry, you're good. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think it's a much better spot for the Giants, obviously with yeah. almost getting a full week of preparation, a full extra week of prep. Um, yeah. And if they get Barkley I mean, like and a, Thomas back, that's huge. It's like a Go mini bye week for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and, I mean, the, Thomas is the best player on the 53 by miles. By miles, he's our best guy. I think it would be smart for the Giants to do some no huddle in this game. I, I feel like Daniel Jones does well in the no huddle you saw a lot of that against Arizona and I think they're going to have to do this in this game to keep pace with Seattle. Cause I have, I have a lot of reservations about the giants being able to keep up with Seattle offensively. I think Seattle could definitely be had on defense. They're ranked 23rd in defensive DVOA versus the giants 31st ranked uh, defensive DVOA. Um, and then the giants are ranked 29th in offensive DVOA. So they, they have some making up to do there. And a lot of that is probably skewed with not having Barkley, for a part of that Arizona game and against the Niners and uh, Seattle was ranked fourth in offensive DVOA. So if the Giants are going to win this game, they're, they're going to have to put up points because I think both defenses are going to have issues uh, in this game. So that's why it's an easy stay away because it's a better spot for the Giants, but the numbers say Seattle. So uh, it's an easy pass. I know it's only week four, but I think when you, when we're like 14 weeks down the road, you're going to look back and this is going to be one of the games that, you're going to look at it as a critical game to how the wild card plays out. Could be, especially for Seattle. I think they'll be in it. No offense, Alex. I think they're going to be in it more towards the end of the year than the Giants. I just, the Giants' schedule is so tough, you know, and I think the division that Seattle plays in, they get Arizona twice. They have some, some not so layup games, but they have, they definitely have an easier strength of schedule than the Giants. So I could, I could definitely see that. Um, but we'll see. The NFL is a crazy league. Injuries happen and, you never know what's going to happen week to week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, this game will tell you a lot. It'll be nice to see the Giants in this game. I think the Giants consider Seattle their peers right now in terms of where they're at as a team. Um, Dallas probably not there yet. San Fran clearly not there yet. You know, th- those two games are just wrecking all of our seasonal stats. Um, it'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to see. Giants need it. One of a fun stat, I won't be able to watch a second of this game live. God help me. Oh, no. well, in today's uh, <clears throat> NFL, there's, uh, you know, obviously YouTube highlights are pretty easy to see, and we won't give any spoilers away, we promise. You know, this yeah, is a Monday night game. So, uh, you got to think Giants, last time they were on prime time, uh, not, you know, not including the, the Thursday game, talking about, you know, Monday or Sunday, they, they, they need to bounce back from that performance against Dallas, and maybe they have a little bit of motivation there. But I'm just going to sit back, enjoy this game, and uh, see what happens. Uh, I lost. Who is next? I believe it's You're, you. It's you. It's me. You. Okay. Yeah. So I already gave Tennessee and uh, the Jets. So um, speaking of the team that the Giants played last week, I'm going to go to Arizona at San Francisco. And I think there's a lot of debate with this, but I think Arizona is definitely better than, you know, what we thought they were going to be coming into the year. Uh when you look at them from a statistics standpoint, you know, they're ranked eighth in offensive DVOA and 16th in defensive DVOA. 
but now they're going up against the Niners that are ranked second and fourth in offensive and defensive DVOA, respectively. And the Niners are coming off 10 days rest. And the Cardinals are coming off of probably the biggest win within the past few years against Dallas. Uh, so I love the Niners here. I'm not a big double-digit layer, but I'm going to lay the 14 points here. I think the Niners come out motivated. I know they have Dallas on deck next week, but the Niners are not that kind of team to look ahead. They're so focused week to week. And I know Purdy was kind of iffy these past few weeks, but I think they get it together here for this game with the extended rest. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just see the Niners winning this game by three touchdowns. So give me the Niners uh, minus 14, not a best bet, but um, I think the, the, the Cardinals kind of come back down to earth a little bit here. Although I think they're playing much better, you know, than we obviously anticipated being with what talent they have in the field right now. I mean, no Buda Baker, you know, they traded away their number one wide receiver. Obviously Kyler Murray's not in the field. Uh, so it, this is coaching mainly. Uh, so it, you know, we, we laughed at, you know, Jonathan Gannon watching that, that <laughs> ridiculous speech that he gave, but that just pew, goes to show pew. you. Pew, 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 you can't, pew, pew. Yes. And you can't judge a book by its cover, I guess. So, I mean, he's done a fantastic job. You know, they could have won that game against Washington. They they could have won that game. They could be easily be three and zero right now. Yeah, I mean, they had a twenty eight point lead on the Giants. That's so, what I'm saying. So yeah. I know it's easy. I think you're going to get a lot of square action on the Cardinals this week, and they're going to look at that and say, "Oh, they could be three and zero." But I think the Niners are just in a different class, and I think um, they're going to kind of bring them down to earth a little bit, be humbled. But I think Arizona will bounce back, and you know, they'll they'll fight. They'll 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 fight and scratch all all year long. But uh, this is going to be a tough spot for them. Uh, Alex, what do you think about this game? I mean, I stayed away, you know, and you know I love that great teams laying a lot of points, but I was impressed with Arizona all three games, really. You wonder if, you know, I got to start looking at who these Arizona O-linemen are because really, you know, they handled the Cowboys' D-line. They really did, you know. The D-line did not necessarily – and the Cowboys, to me, have the best one. But, you know, they certainly ran the ball great with Connor, and that did kind of put the Cowboys on their heels a little bit. But, um, you know, it was very surprising, very surprising to me in their old line. You know, they handled the Giants the first half. They did – I mean, Washington, I think their pass was overrated. But, um, yeah, I think Arizona, if you research it, maybe on both sides of the lines, they're a little bit better than we're giving them credit for. And um, they may wind up having a better season than we think. Um, which is why Josh I stayed Dobbs. away from it. Josh yeah, Dobbs. for sure. What, right? Playing what, smart ball. You know, question yeah. for this. What what would Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs be doing on the Jets right now? Would he have won that game last week against New England? Like having a quarterback like oh, that. Sure. Yeah, or he's not absolutely. gonna he's not he's never gonna be a top fifteen quarterback, but yeah. he's serviceable, doesn't turn the ball over. I mean you know, Dobbs is the Jets would walk over Coles right now to have Dobbs run their team. Like, that was a sneaky yeah, good trade. Absolutely. That was a sneaky yeah, good trade that went under that he came uh, he, he was traded three weeks before the season started. Yeah. The Jets would have had his jersey in their team store, I can tell you that much. He'd be up on the stadium already. He'd be in the circle of heroes or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> do any of you have a play in this game, Campbell? Do you have any thoughts or do you have a side? I, I don't have a play in this game. I do think it's a good spot for the Niners. I do think uh, an elite team that you know, Arizona's coming off the high, and I think they're prime for a letdown um, game after that performance against Dallas. Uh, San Fran defense, probably one of the best, if not the best in the league. You know, I don't think 
Arizona's rushing attack is going to be as formidable as it was against Dallas when right. you got guys like Fred Warner kind of all over the place shutting that down. So I think San Francisco can cover this. The spread was just a little too big for me to put a play on it. With that being said, let's go to your fourth pick, Brian Campbell. All right. Um, wasn't really happy with this one. This was probably the last game that I looked to put into my play, but I needed a fifth play. I'm going to go to the 0-3 Carolina Panthers versus the 0-3 Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota laying four and a half on the road. I'm going to take it, even though I don't feel good about it. You look at the two teams, I know Carolina probably improved with Andy Dalton taking the helm a little bit. But you look at the two teams, Minnesota is a team that I was expecting to win the division in the NFC North, you know, competing for the playoffs. Carolina was a team I was expecting to, you know, kind of be a top five pick again, a a rebuild year, you know, year one with Bryce Young at the helm. And when you got them both at 0-3, I think Minnesota the type of team that needs this game more. Carolina, I still think playing, you know, just in rebuild mode where Minnesota, you know, they're, Playing to get their season back on track. So I, I see Minnesota coming out, firing on all cylinders. You know, Jay Jet, he's going to get back in the groove. Cousins, I mean, Cousins is playing well. Cousins is on pace for like 6,000 yards, but he can't just, he just can't get the wins this season. I saw an interesting um, stat today. He's on track for 51 touchdowns, 11 picks, and zero wins. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, like, he's playing well. Jay Jets leading the league in receiving yards right now. That offense has been clicking, but they just seem to be, you know, not being able to put the points on the board to get the wins. But I think that changes this week. I think they'll be able to take care of Carolina Panthers. So I'll lay the four and a half on the road with the Vikings. It's interesting. It's interesting how when the news came out that Bryce Young was going to be cleared from concussion protocol and play and start in this game, the line went from three and a half to four and a half. So that just goes to tell you what they think about Andy Dalton versus Bryce Young. So um, definitely looks like Minnesota is the strong favorite here. Alex, do you have a side or an opinion on this game? No opinion. I do look for Minnesota to uh, to get their win here. Um, it's a good team. To play, TV game? What's that? Corner TV uh, game. I'll tell you, I'm betting corner TV games this week, but oh. uh, is that Denver Chicago? I'm the corner TV. No, no, not that quite. No, that's uh that's the one. Uh, you don't even that doesn't get on. That doesn't get to the bar. <laughs> um, no, but um, yeah, lean Minnesota. You know their offense is doing well enough. You think the other team won't be able to keep pace? So I, I like where your head's at. Um, you know the only reason I I didn't do it is because I I just. Minnesota can't run at all, like ever, you know? I just feel like they're living in second and 10, third and 11. So until they get that established, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting them. But um, just because, you know, you could get backdoored. But um, I like Minnesota for sure laying the points here. Okay. All right. So we got uh, Campbell laying four and a half with Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I guess you can call this an elimination game too. I mean, you, you fall to 0-4, your chances – drastically go down to making the playoffs under 10%. So um, we're going to go to Alex's fourth bet of the week. My last. No, Alex, my already, got, oh, right? your last. Alex oh. already got four, so you yeah, should be your of, fourth, Jet. A lot of cross-pollination. 
Yeah. When we do the snake style, I kind of lose track of what number yeah. it is. So there yeah. we go. The floor is yours. So you want to do your fourth first, Chat? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Before we get to Alex's fifth. Uh, so I gave you Niners, tennis, uh, Tennessee and the Jets. I don't feel great about this. This is an ugly, ugly dog. And I went with them last week and they let me down big time. But I just think this is way too many points for a divisional matchup. So I'm going to take the eight and a half points with Washington. Uh, I think Philly is starting to get back on track. Um, I don't think they were super impressive with Tampa. Um, so I think Washington kind of bounces back. I don't think they're as bad as what they showed against Buffalo. And I think it's just way too many points for an NFC East game at this point in the season. Uh, Washington, they, they've won in Philly the past few years. Uh, so they definitely have the confidence to come in there and win. Uh, so I think just it's just a little bit of an overreaction from Washington losing to a good team last week. And uh, with the Eagles on a short week, I think – Philly wins this game, but I think it's going to be a field goal game. Maybe the Eagles win anywhere from three to six points. So um, not a best bet, but I'll take uh, Washington Commanders plus eight and a half. Do you guys ever play in this game? I do not. Uh, I mean, Philadelphia has been playing teams a lot closer this year than they probably should. I mean, it almost feels like they're playing down to teams this year. Uh, I do like what I'm seeing out of their defense. Jalen Carter, I think, has been the steal of the draft so far. Yeah. Um, but I also think this is a good spot for Washington to bounce back. Um, rough week last week. But, I mean, you've seen some good stuff out of Washington's offense with the enemy. Uh, at calling the plays there now. I think this is going to be a spot where they'll be able to bounce back, keep it close. I still think Philadelphia is going to pull out the win, but I could definitely see it being a one-touchdown game. You bring up a good point with the Biennemi connection. Obviously, you know, Chiefs played the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. There's a little bit of a familiarity with uh, Biennemi going up against the Philly defense. I think it's a big disadvantage, you know, for Washington going up up against that Philly defensive line. Uh, But these teams know each other a lot better, so typically those teams – those games tend to be a little bit closer. Uh, I just think it's a big overreaction to how Washington looked last week against a good Buffalo team. And Washington was coming off of a big emotional road win, and they just had a letdown spot at home. So I think they kind of, you know, they circle the wagons. They they get back on the road, big divisional game. Um, Philly probably wins the game, but I think Washington will definitely have the back door open uh, at the end of this game. Alex, what do you got before we go on to your last bet? Uh, for a lean, I like where your head's at. Uh, you know, Philly, uh, right now, I mean, their, their run game's incredible. Their run D's incredible. They can just destroy you on both sides of the ball. But with this new OC, the passing game just isn't there. And, you know, Hurts turned it over a lot last week. You know, he's starting to do that shit he did two years ago, you know. And maybe, um, you know, the Colts are very well coached, and, you know, Maybe without that guy in his ear anymore, he's just going to revert back to what we thought he was before that incredible year last year. So I'm curious how that goes. But the run game's so good. The the, pat, the run defense is so – the defense as a whole is so good. Um, you know, Washington will slow them down. So I like where your head's at. I'd probably lean Washington to cover and Philly to win. Um, I like that. I like that. I do. I just worry about – like, are they going to sack Hal seven times because the guy never likes to throw the ball and that 
puts him behind the eight ball. He tries to force it on third and 18s. I mean, that's how the Eagles kill you, right? So, um, curious how that plays. I, I lean Washington. Um, this would be a spot I would use Philly in a teaser, though. I would probably like Philly in that spot. I'm getting him under three. But I don't mm-hmm. think they'll win by a touchdown or more. I, I like I like the side you put, Dexford. How I think about think it out loud a little bit. Got it. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. I, probably a decent teaser week. There are a couple options there. But um, let's go to your last bet of week four. My last one. Now look, I call this a rat trap game because it just is begging me to bet somebody. But I'm gonna do it. Um, and I just compliment the team I'm betting against. So that's great. But um, look, I, I don't think. It's justified for the Colts to be pick them or even laying a point against a more talented team right now. I'm going to take the Rams in this game. Give me the Rams over Indy. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Rams are playing bad. McVay's still coaching them hard. They're playing hard. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're down a little bit with injuries, but I think this is – as high as Indy's going to get all year coming off last week's game, so it's a perfect time to bet against them. And you don't even got to win by four or five. You just need the Rams to win. I would be very surprised if we wake up Monday and the Colts beat the Rams. I just don't think they are going to do that. Um, Give me the Rams. Simple as that. I like them. Better team. like the spot. So you're taking the Rams. Rams, yes. Rams, okay. That's long you've seen. I see – I see one minus one and a half. There's a pick out there. I'll just do a pick. It's fine. So I'm not <laughs> one. One isn't a key number, so just do a pick. Yeah. I think if you, Appreciate I think, that, I think if you tease this game either way, it probably hits. I think this is going to be a really close game. I, I, I just have concerns about the short week for the Rams, but the Rams didn't really give a lot of good effort in that game against the Bengals, at least from an offensive standpoint. So, yeah. I think they'll show a little bit more effort this week, albeit on a short week. And then the Colts are coming off a a big emotional win on the road, you know, with high effort coming back home. And Richardson's going to be back after the concussion. So we don't know how he's going to be. So it seems like there's a lot of variance in this game. So the Rams do seem like the safer side. I think if you could get the Rams, you know, like over seven points in the teaser, I think that would be awesome. But I definitely see where you're coming from with the Rams. Just concerns me in the short week. So I do lean Rams, but um, with the short week for the Rams and the Richardson unknown, it's definitely a pass. But um, Campbell, what about you? What do you think about this game? I think this game's a complete pass for me. I'd actually feel better betting the Colts if I knew Minshew was playing. Um, I feel like Minshew gives them a better chance at winning the game outright than Richardson does. Um, but with that unknown, it's an easy pass for me. Yeah, these teams are very even statistic-wise. Um, you know, not to harp on DVOA too much, but you have Colts uh, 21st-ranked offensive DVOA um, versus, looking at the Rams, the 26th-ranked Rams defensive DVOA. And then you have the Rams 12th-ranked offense versus the Colts' 13th-ranked defense. So this is going to be a close game. I really do. I think it's going to be a close game, um, but I could definitely see uh, the Rams pulling it out at the end. So we got Alex's last bet, Rams at a pick, and let's go to Campbell's last bet for the week. 
All right. Well, I saved my best bet for last. Me too. I'm going to be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting three and a half on, on the road against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I'm expecting Derek Carr to be out this game. So, um, with that with that expectation, I'm taking the Bucks uh, above a field goal um, before that line moves. Um, I mean, with Jameis Winston, I don't think that offense clicks as well. They become more conservative. I think the Bucks got an underrated defense that will be able to kind of keep control of the game, especially, I mean, I know Kamara's coming back off suspension, but who knows how rusty he's going to be in his first game back. So there's a lot of unknowns with the Saints offense going into this game. And Tampa Bay, you know, coming off that loss last week, I feel like it's a good spot for them to bounce back this week. So everything's kind of pointing in the direction of Tampa Bay and the fact that I'm getting more than a field goal. I mean, I think it's easy best bet for me. Uh, so give me the Bucks plus three and a half. Okay. So you're not uh, buying into the Jameis Winston revenge game factor? I am not. <laughs> yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I do have concerns about – you know, Baker Mayfield going up against another good defense two weeks in a row. We saw how he fared against Philadelphia there, kind of came back down to earth through that interception in the second half. Uh, so I don't really have an opinion on the side just because with Jameis, you know, he's going to he's gonna throw it up there, and he's he's been prone to a lot of turnovers. So I think this game has the potential for a lot of variance, a lot of turnovers, and could be in a lot of short fields for either team. So I really don't know what's going to happen in this game. So it'll be an easy pass for me. But um, we got Campbell getting three and a half with Tampa Bay. Uh, Alex, what do you think about the Bucks and the Saints? Well, I mean, is Derek Carr going to go? Is there any shot he goes? I don't think so. Separated AC joint. So. He's going to be out at least a few weeks. Yeah. So if he's out, I, I, I'd probably leave Tampa. Um, Question is how much of a downgrade is, is Winston from Carr? I mean, it's a, it's a downgrade. It's a, I think it's a slight downgrade, but I'm not putting Carr on this upper echelon of quarterbacks. He hasn't played great this year. He's been average at best, I think, uh, considering that the weapons that he has on offense. So I think with a full week of practice, I think Jameis could – he came in spot duty in that Green Bay game, and he just – he wasn't getting a lot of practice reps during the week, so he was going to be rusty. And yeah. he's, been in, he's been in this offense, you know, for a few years, so – um, I expect him to be better in this game, but is it going to be enough to get the cover? I don't, I don't know. You know was it, when I looked at it, the reason it's not my five, I don't really know what to think about the Bucks. You know, the Bucks. they didn't really show much against the Eagles, you know. I mean, like you said, Baker kind of came down to earth. Um, you know, the Eagles are so much better than what the Saints are. I know the Saints get Kamara back, don't they? They do. Yes. So they're gonna they're gonna have a bit of a lift um, there. You know, Michael Thomas does look healthy, and if Thomas is healthy, which he's shown the first few weeks, Thomas Olave Kamara, that's a nice little nice little offense they got going. Um, but Winston is just a living, breathing interception. You know, it's just a tough call for me. I I didn't have a great I don't have a great feel for Tampa yet to bet them either way, and I know or that's a coward's way out of this. Yeah, like the, and yeah. the Saints too, like. I just don't know what to think about them yet. 
hope you're enjoying my take on that game. I don't no, know. <laughs> it makes sense. This is just a wait-and-see game. We need to see a little yeah. bit more from both these teams because their strength of schedule hasn't been exactly great. We saw the the two lackluster wins that Tampa had with Minnesota and Chicago, and then the Saints beat up on Carolina, and they beat Tennessee in a, in a one-point win. So I think these teams are pretty, pretty close probably in talent. Uh, Coaching-wise, it's probably a wash, to be honest. You know, uh, Todd Bowles versus Dennis Allen, they're probably right there neck and neck with each other as, you know, two of the worst coaches in the league. So um, this is an easy pass. It's probably going to land on three. I just don't know which way it's going to be. Um, all right, best bet. Let's let's go to Baltimore at Cleveland. I think um, – I know kinda, where you're going. You know, you already know. You know me, buddy. We've know. been doing this I, pod for years. I'm going to leave the pod. I don't even got to hear what Teddy said. You, you, you just, just say it. Just say it, Alex. Go ahead. No, no. I'll leave it to you, Chet. Give the reveal. I want to see how well you know me. Just say it. You're going Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. plus three. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> absolutely. Best bet. I mean, come on. This is, this is a bigger lock than Chicago at Tampa Bay. I know Bay a this few is. Weeks <laughs> <laughs> uh, this I is I believe in the system. This is the t- the system. It's the system play. Uh, it, it, this is all contingent about Baltimore's injuries. I know Kyle Hamilton had a back injury today, so that kind of makes me a little bit hesitant. But he'll hopefully play. Uh, he had what he had two or three sacks last last week against Indy, so he's a big uh, cog in that defense. But um, if Baltimore gets their guys back on the offensive line, uh, Linderbaum and Ronnie Staley, I think that'll be enough to get the cover and possibly the outright win here I, I think you know classic case of high effort versus low effort the week before with Cleveland blowing out Tennessee and Baltimore you know losing the stinker at home in the rain against the 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 Colts with a backup quarterback maybe Baltimore was looking ahead a little bit to, to this game but um, I, I think if, if Baltimore gets their guys back I'm definitely gonna take the points of Baltimore um, to, to possibly win this game outright as well I don't think you'll you'll need the points in this game. Uh, I think that Cleveland kind of had the circling of the wagons game last week. It was the first game without Nick Chubb, and I think Hunt is actually banged up too. So now you have some cluster injuries at running back. So I think Baltimore is going to win their second um, AFC North road divisional game this year. They already won at Cincinnati. I think they win at Cleveland as well. And Cleveland has an amazing defense. There's no doubt about it. But we also have to look at the, you know, the strength of schedule that they went up against. Obviously, they go up against Tennessee. They go up against Pittsburgh, who has struggled on offense. And uh, Pittsburgh got that win. But the Cleveland defense definitely, um, you know, showed up in that game. But we don't know how good Pittsburgh is on offense. Probably bottom end of the league. And um, I'm trying to remember who Cleveland played week one. Who did Cleveland play week one? They played... I'm looking at the schedule. Cincinnati, here. Cincinnati, right? And we we know the struggles that Cincinnati has offensively. So, are those numbers a little bit skewed? Maybe. I mean, Cleveland has the number one ranked defensive DVOA, uh, kind of middle of the pack when it comes to offense at 18th. And uh, Baltimore is, you know, they're they're pretty much right there with them. I mean, they're not at the level defensively, but. Um, they're fifth ranked defensive DVOA with all the injuries they have, and then they're 11th offensive DVOA. So I think Baltimore is a great option if you can get three. Um, I think they're a great teaser option too. So I'll take uh, Baltimore plus three is the best bet. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I think it's a good spot for Baltimore too. Uh, in Cleveland, 
playing really well lately, but I'm still not sold on Deshaun Watson. I still think Yeah, me either. I think he's still, you know, a work in progress. Um if I had to choose a quarterback to ride with, I would probably choose Lamar over Watson. Um, Lamar. The fact that you're, you're getting points, uh, you're getting a field goal out of this one. I, I, I think Baltimore is the right side in this one as well. Yeah. I, I think this may be a case where Watson sees Lamar on the other sideline and maybe he tries to do a little bit too much, especially with, you know, Nick Chubb out for the second straight week and Hunt banged up. Um, obviously Cleveland has a lot of good weapons on the outside. People's Jones and Amari Cooper have been playing really well. Um, but I, I just, I, I feel like this is a really good spot for Baltimore to bounce back here. Alex, what do you think? I'd probably lean Baltimore in this game. Um, I'll tell you what, if you want to have a fun early season narrative, defensive player of the year between Watt, Parsons, and Garrett is going to be spectacular because Garrett was unreal last week. I mean, he was putting uh, – who was he against? De- Decker? No, who was he? Oh, geez, who was the Decker was out, wasn't he? I forget who the Yeah, back, he, he was, was putting yeah. somebody on skates. I mean, it's just – it was embarrassing. Um, you know, I love Cleveland's defense. I, If they had Shubb, I would really love him to make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be fringe on it. Um, but this is a good spot for Baltimore here. You know, they play similar styles of football. Um, you know, the, uh, Baltimore losing Beckham, and, you know, they're starting to have their own um, injuries on the offensive side of the ball. Because, um, you know, now they lost Odell. They lost um, and they lost Dobbins, right? He's done for the year already. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, geez, I um, – you know, that offense has been hit as well. Um, I do think, and I, I remember saying this before last week, where I said Watson's starting to look like his old self again. He's getting there. You know, all of a sudden, Cooper's starting to look like Cooper again. The offense looks like an offense. But, you know, Baltimore needs a game to have a good defense. So I, I stayed away from it slightly in the Baltimore, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland wins. I'm probably a Cleveland apologist more than most, but I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. I wouldn't be either, and I think it's all contingent again back to the offensive line because if if Baltimore rolls out there with what they had last week against Indy on the offensive line, I don't think they have a shot in this game. I, yeah, I, think, I, I agree. Think, I think they got away with it against uh, Cincinnati, you know, because Cincinnati was struggling from yeah. a defensive standpoint at that time, and they got around it and they got the outright win as an underdog. But I, I don't think you can you can get away with that against Cleveland and their defensive line right now. So. Is it a risk taking Baltimore on a Wednesday before we kind of know if those guys play? Yes, but, I mean, Linderbaum and Stanley were both limited today. Um, Kyle Hamilton, they're, they're listing him as a biceps, so I don't know what's going on there, but he did not practice. Uh, Justice Hill, the running back, didn't practice either. Uh, Marlon Humphrey did not practice either. So I'm not too concerned about the issues that they have in the secondary with Baltimore because I don't think Watson can expose that. But I think Cleveland could definitely expose Baltimore's issues on the offensive line if those guys don't play. So I think if they get those offensive line guys back, I think they could definitely be live in this game to cover if not win. So we'll see. I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a really low-scoring, dirty, knockdown, drag-out game. And uh, we'll see what happens in the AFC North matchup. Um, that kind of concludes all of our picks. We can kind of look ahead to – uh, week five for a little bit. If you if you guys want to give any thoughts on Survivor, I know um, you know Jacksonville kind of screwed up. Um, I just want Survivor one thing week. from you, Chet. Yeah. 
I would like your thoughts on the Cowboys going into this week and your thoughts off the loss against Arizona. We need your thoughts. Uh, well, nothing surprises me anymore with the Cowboys. I thought when I saw 12 and a half, I said, there's no chance I would ever take Dallas in this spot. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that the biggest, I mean, there, there isn't one issue that came down to that, that loss. Was I surprised that they lost the game? Yes. I thought it would be one of those games where they'd have a little bit of trouble in the beginning because of the cluster injuries on the offensive line. I mean, they were, they were without three starters on the line. So they, they yeah. didn't find out that, Martin and Smith were not going to play until a, a day or two before the game. So by then they had already formulated the game plan, which was really probably to do more play action, play action pass and throw through the air a little bit more. So I think they made some last minute adjustments to the game plan. Hence why you saw so much running in that game, especially in the red zone and uh, mainly to protect the quarterback probably. And they thought they can kind of get away with it against Arizona, but didn't work out that way. You know, I, you need a good offensive line in this league. And Arizona, they're sneaky good. I mean, they're, they're kind of maximizing what they're doing right now on both sides of the ball and from coaching. So I think the Cowboys, um, you know, you know my thoughts on Dak. I don't, I don't need to rehash that. Was he the only reason they lost? No. Do I think he should have elevated his game, you know, when the defense wasn't playing at a very high level? Yeah, I, I think he was average at best that – that red zone picky through what needs to be said about it. The game was kind of already out of reach at that point, but I mean, any competent NFL quarterback can't make that throw. I mean, that's like a throw that you, that you make an add in when you're down by two scores and you're just trying to make something happen. I mean, you don't see, you know, a a guy that's making $40 million make that throw. I mean, um, so I think he's a guy that he's a, he's a good bus driver, but when the defense has a bad day, the office, He's not going to pick up the slack. He's just he's just not that guy. I mean, it, it's his eighth year in the league already. He kind of is what he is. I think after year three, you should really know what a player is. And um, he's way past that point. So if the defense isn't playing lights out, if we're not generating turnovers and the, you know, the pressure goes on him, he tends to not rise up to the occasion. So I'm not surprised that it happened in this game. The play calling definitely could have been better. Uh, but I think McCarthy – was doing what he thought was best based on the cluster injuries on the offensive line. You know, they really moved everybody around on that offensive line. They kind of played, they played Tyler Smith at, at left um, guard when I thought they were going to slide him out to left tackle. And they put Chumba Agumba, the, the free agent pickup from Atlanta, they put him at left tackle and he really struggled. So uh, there were some questionable decisions they made, you know, with where they were putting guys on the offensive line when the injuries happened. So I, I I think that game the game against New England this week is really contingent about you know if they get one or even two of those guys back uh, I think it's probably I think probably Tyron is likely because he was active for the game last week so he probably will play but I think uh, Martin and uh, Biotish are highly questionable in this game and what's Martin's talking, injury? Uh, I think it's an ankle. Let me <clears throat> let me double check. It was a late injury, too. Uh, Zach Martin, yeah, ankle, he did not practice today. Tyron didn't practice today. And Biotis didn't practice today. They kind of did rehab stuff. Killer practice injuries this year, huh? Yeah. And Lamb and Demarcus Lawrence didn't practice today, but that was just uh, non-injury related. Veteran rest. rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they can get by without the center, but if they don't get Martin or Smith back, I think they're going to have a lot of – 
a lot of challenges against this New England defensive front. I mean, you know, they're not as fast as Arizona is, but New England has good personnel on the defensive side of the ball, and they have a really good secondary. You know, Christian Gonzalez is playing lights out. If, if not, not the Christian Gonzalez from the JWF, but in the NFL. And I, <laughs> I, I think if uh, Gonzalez kind of locks down C.D. Lamb, who's kind of been iffy over the past few weeks, then that's going to force Dak to have to go to Michael Gallup, who was a shell of his former self, and you know the Jake Ferguson guys like that. So I think New England's going to be live in this game. I think I don't think the market is adjusted to what Dallas really is because I think they beat up on a bad New York team who they normally beat. And then they beat up on Zach Wilson and they just lost to Arizona. So I, I don't think Dallas deserves to be laying six and a half, seven points against a good defensive team like this. And New England has been scrappy. You know, they, they played Philly close, right? They, they beat the Jets and then they play Miami close. So I don't understand this line. I think this line should be closer. It should be somewhere in between like that three and a half to six range, I think. So I'm surprised that it's closer to seven. So. Um, I'm not going to bet this game. I think it's a really good spot for the Cowboys, but with the if they get if they get their guys back in the offensive line, I like the Cowboys in a teaser. But if they don't, it's it's an easy pass for me. What do you guys think? Camba, um, I mean, I think an easy pass for me as well. Um, just kind of going off topic here. I'm just kind of looking at our picks right now and. We have a nice little array of picks. I mean, we've covered out of the 16 games with our picks, 12, uh, 12 games out of the 16 we have a part in. I mean, we, we have 14 different teams that we've chosen out of the 15 bets that we've made this uh, today. So it's not your typical show that we have where, you know. And it's not planned. Right, not right, planned no. at all. We never talk about it's this not- before the show. Yeah, it's not your typical show where like we're like coinciding with each other or even like head to head with each other because there's only one head to head matchup this week too. Right. So it's, this week turned out to be a nice little array where we didn't we didn't need to talk about every game, but we pretty much did cover every game. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's, I think it's going to be. Uh, they, I, I just have a weird feeling this this is going to be the first week somebody goes five and zero. I don't know who it's going to be, but I just have a weird. Intuition. Camby's due to be number one. I I don't know. The Vecchio's been hot. You know, I think Campbell and I, we we went two and three last week. Could be one of us. But I just have a weird feeling something something historic is going to happen this week on Bet With Chet. I have a question uh, with one of the games we haven't talked about. Alex, you love to fade the Bears. I do. You got to feed the Broncos after seven points. Who are we feeding in that game? You Fade the Broncos. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like the Bears here. I wow. What? I understand it's always fade the Bears, fade the Bears, fade the Bears. And it is. Except it Denver is. week. Except Denver week. It's Denver week. Uh, I mean, I didn't bet it. I wouldn't go near it. I wouldn't put money on either of these teams. I wouldn't put yourself in a spot as a human where you have to watch this game with any type of investment. Unless you live in Colorado or Illinois, um, oh my God, it's a horrible game. But, I hate to say know, this. Sorry, yeah. Alex. I didn't mean to. I, I hate to say this, but this line is what I called shady line. Right? Everybody saw Denver get seventy put up on them last week, and they're laying three and a half on the road. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we know like how Chicago. bad the Bears are. Like I said, I like Chicago. I'm on Chicago side. That but that's me. why I like Denver this week. I think. <laughs> oh. I think the books are saying. 
I'm not going to bet this game. No, you couldn't yeah, don't pay do me don't, all don't the money in the world. The game. Yeah, you'd have to actually pay attention. Oh, imagine. No, I, I think this is going to be an entertaining game. I, I want to see both quarterbacks struggle and throw five picks. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be great. I mean, both defenses are garbage. You know, I, I thought the Denver defense would be the, the, the aspect of the team that would keep them in most games. But um, I, I think it's one of those shady lines where I think, look, I don't think the books just want to get equal money on both sides because then they make money with the juice. So it really doesn't matter. But I think it's one of these games where you're going to have like a sharp square split when the squares are going to be on the Bears with the points, you know, because they're saying, oh, you're giving me three and a half at home against a team that just gave up 70. And I think this might be Denver's first win. I think. Both teams have really bad organizational problems. That, that we, we, we know that at this point. But in terms of the quarterback play, I think Russell Wilson has been sneaky above average this year. He hasn't been good, but he's not playing to the level of Justin Fields. So I, I think that's going to be the difference in the game. I think it just comes down to the quarterback position. I, I, think, I don't think Justin Fields can play quarterback. So uh, I think Denver does get the cover here, and I think that's why it's a three-and-a-half. If if the books didn't know who was going to win this game, this game would be a pick, right? Like so. So yeah. why why is Denver laying three? Why is Denver laying three and a half? So I, I it's just shady to me. It's either Denver or pass for me. But you couldn't pay me all the money in the world to bet this game. No, don't watch <laughs> the game, people. If you like the NFL, you may not after this game ends. Do not watch this game. Don't do it. How, how long before, Miami? How long before you start hearing about how Drew Brees carried Sean Payton's career? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have said that before because if you look at how good Breeze was, you know, one championship against a Colts team where Peyton Manning was, you know, not exactly Mr. Clutch, you know. Some of us thought that already. I would say this about uh, I feel, I feel about like Denver. Giving up of- your franchise for Russell Wilson, holy hell, what a bad decision. I agree getting one championship, but I feel like there were a couple years where a lot of it was circumstantial, too. Like, you had the one year with the Viking, the Minnesota Miracle, and then you had the one well, year don't give with up the, the Hail blatant, Mary. You had the blatant pass interference against the Rams that, I mean, pretty much changed the way um, uh, instant replay is done with passing. They, I mean, they changed the whole instant replay to rule pass interference the very next year because of that one call. And granted they changed it back because it got way out of hand, but I agree, mean, but you I know also like... like they got they got to the playoffs as the one or two seed for a decade though, you know, and they were all in so many of those games, why is it coming down to one play? You know, like I think when they were at home, I think they were six point favorites a lot of the time. They just underachieved in big spots. I think they got out coached sometimes, you know, I, I do. Yeah. Well, one game we didn't talk about, guys, is the game tomorrow night. If you, if you want to have any thoughts on that, big, big matchup in the NFC North. You know, this game, yeah, this, uh, it's rare that we get a good Thursday night game. And maybe uh, the schedule makers didn't think Green Bay would be that good. But, you know, big, uh, big matchup here early on in that division uh, with, with the Lions, uh, one and a half, two point road favorite. Um, if Green Bay wasn't so banged up, I would love Green Bay in this spot. Um, I, I could either go Green Bay or pass. I don't think I could lay points on the road with, with Jared Goff and uh, outdoor weather uh, on grass. So for that reason, I'm definitely not going to bet Detroit. But uh, it, it looks like they're going to get Christian Watson back. Um, Aaron Jones might be back as well. But uh, Bakhtiari, probably not going to go. Elgin Jenkins, not going to go. So you have 
they're already been rolled out. So, um, you know, those injuries on the offensive line might catch up against Detroit. But then again, you know, Detroit's defense hasn't been playing that well this year. I mean, I know they played well against Kansas City that opening week, but they were shorthanded without Kelsey. Uh, so it's hard to get a gauge on what Detroit's defense is, but um, it would be either Green Bay or pass. Uh, what do you guys think about this Thursday game? I mean, I really like what I've been seeing out of Green Bay's defense. Like, Rashawn Gary's still a beast. Um, it's their offense. I mean, I know they're getting some weapons back. Um, but I felt like they were not going to win the game against New Orleans until uh, Jeff Carr went out. Yeah. yeah. I felt like Saints had that game pretty much wrapped up until the injury. And I feel like Detroit – I mean. I you know I love Dan Campbell. I think Detroit plays hard with, for him, and I think this is going to be a game that Detroit comes and just plays a little smash mouth and uh, gets the road victory. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Green Bay has been they're 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 another one of those teams that they're hard to get a gauge on. Um, they hit a goose egg going into the fourth quarter against the Saints and. The Saints have a really good defense, right? We think that they have, you know, definitely a top ten defense, and I think Detroit are not as are not as good as the Saints on the defensive side of the ball. So I think the Packers will put up points early in this game, especially with them getting Aaron Jones and Watson back. I mean, they've been really shorthanded offensively, you know, for, for the beginning part of the season, uh, with Watson being considered the the number one target, and he hasn't been on the field, and the Packers are still you know, sporting a two-on-one record. So that's got to be impressive. And um, Love, uh, I think he has room to grow. I think he's been encouraging for the early part of the season. But I think that you spoke about it. The Green Bay defense has been really impressive with them getting guys like Rashad, Rashawn Gary back and J.R. Alexander playing at a high level. Um, so I think Green Bay is going to be live in this game. I don't, I don't know if they pull it out with the offensive line injuries, but I think Green Bay might be a good teaser option like you could pair Green Bay in a teaser with you know a team like the Ravens or the Eagles like Alex spoke about um that's probably the only way I would take Green Bay in this game with as a teaser because I, I do think it's going to be close I mean these teams typically play close in Green Bay you think back to that uh week 18 game last year with the playoff spot on the line for the Packers and the Lions come in there and ruin their playoff hopes and Seattle gets in so these teams tend to play pretty close especially at Lambeau Field so um I, I I think it's a pretty good spot for Green Bay in the short week. Typically on the short week, Thursday night games, you get the advantage to the to the home team, but these are divisional teams, so they typically know each other pretty well. Alex, where, where are you going with this game? You know, here's the, the thing. Hmm. Here's the thing. I love going against the Lions, and everything about me is rooting for the Packers. I just don't like rooting for the Lions. I don't like Dan Campbell. I don't like the biting kneecap bullshit. I don't like Jared Goff. Not a lying guy. But, you know, they've been impressive. They won week one because, you know, Kadarius Tony decided we're going to forfeit this game. Um, you know, Seattle handled them a little bit. Nice bounce back last week for Detroit. I like I, – I hate to say I like Green Bay because I always say I don't like the Lions. But I like Green Bay. I lean Green Bay in this game. Um, you know, I think – I think love is getting better. I love the Packer defense. Um, like I think if you're the Packers right now, you know, you're thinking, oh, my God, did we dodge a bullet by getting – by Rodgers leaving, you know, and he took all the wash guys with him. So, mm. um, 
you know, I think uh, I think they feel like a new lease on life. They're in year one of a build. Now the Lions are in year three of their build, so you know they expect to win this game. So you'd probably, I think the Packers can win. I do, but don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth. The only reason I'm saying maybe not is because I've been going against the Lions for two and a half years now. But I like Green Bay. I lean Green Bay in this game. I think it's important to bring up the point that, that the Lions have their own issues on the offensive line right now. And they kind of got by it last week against Atlanta just because I don't think Atlanta uh, was able to exploit, you know, defensively the issues that Detroit had on the offensive line. Um, you know, Vitae, the offensive guard, is is going to be out this week. Uh, Taylor Decker is questionable. Um, Jonah Jackson, the other guard, is questionable. David Montgomery, we think he's going to play, but we're not sure. And one aspect of this game I think is going unnoticed is – Atlanta's lack of ability to attack Detroit's secondary with Desmond Ritter. Um, you're gonna, I think you're going to get a different story this, this week at Green Bay, especially with Watson coming back. And I think Jordan Love might be able to expose Detroit's secondary with guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson out for the year, right? So I, I don't think Atlanta was able to expose that last week. So maybe we see a little bit you know, bigger plays in the passing game for the Packers kind of like what they did towards the end of that Saints game. Um, so I think maybe they kind of keep that momentum rolling on a short week. So I, I, I might convince myself to just do a small bet on Green Bay. I don't know. Because I think the offensive line injuries are kind of a wash. They they both have offensive line injuries. So I don't know. We'll see. Are you guys going to have a bet in this game? Um, no. I think – no, I don't think I'm going to bet this game straight. I do think if I do put a bet on it, it's going to be part of a teaser with Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I might do that too. Just tie it into Sunday. Yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad idea. Um, week four, um, there are some big matchups, a lot better than this than this week, to be honest. Week five. Uh, week five. Sorry. Yeah. Um, just kind of scrolling down the list here. Uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh is a you know classic AFC North second straight road game for Baltimore again. So they have uh, early on. I mean, if Baltimore could win these three road games in the division if they go two and one or three and oh i mean they have to be you know the, the favorite to win that division if you beat cleveland on the road beat pittsburgh on the road you already beat cincinnati so that baltimore is laying two and a half years a road favorite at pittsburgh so um that says a lot about what the books think about pittsburgh and baltimore for that matter um interesting matchup with philly and the rams if you had to guess that line what, what would you say that is campbell start with you philly at rams Philly at the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, I would say Philly by seven. And Alex, what's your prediction? Philly laying four and a half. It's like right in between you guys. It's uh, six. Oh. There's a five and a half out there, but it's pretty much Philly minus six. Um, you know, the, the big matchup of the week stuff, we got to be Dallas against San Fran, the Sunday night game, uh, the rematch from the playoffs, uh, stinker of a Thursday night game. We didn't even have to go through that. But, um, you know, obviously Dallas at San Fran, if you had to guess that line, what would you guess? Um, I'd probably say right now San Fran minus three. Okay. Alex? San Fran, three and a half. You're both right. There are three and a half and there are threes. So oh, you're okay. spot on. And uh, I think it should be more towards the three and a half, maybe even four. Kind of, I think that's what the playoff 
line was last year. And um, if anything, I think Dallas has maybe been downgraded a little bit, especially with uh, you know Trayvon Diggs out. I think that's going to be a, a big uh, Achilles heel for them. So, yeah, that's that's the big matchup of uh, week five. Um, any other thoughts before we call it a night for week four? What, what's the Jets-Broncos line looking like for next week? You tell me. What do you think? Jets and Broncos. I mean, Broncos are bad, but the Jets are bad, too. <laughs> um, Broncos minus one. Interesting. Alex, what do you got? Jets at Denver. Denver minus five. Oh, my God. In wow. between again. Denver minus three. Well, if the Denver's three and a half against the Bears, why wouldn't they be more against the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a lot about that. That's just a lot about the Bears, to be honest. Yeah, true. Because you're, you're telling me if that game was in Denver, that Denver would be laying close to six right? in Chicago. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. I, that I, don't know the a, I don't know if there's a three three and a half point difference between the Jets and the Bears right now. I mean, the Jets defense is still pretty solid. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I that might be a situation where Denver gets his first win. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Zach Wilson on the road, mile high, you know, all the elements there. It'll be uh, Simeon by then. I was, I was just going to say, it might be a return game for Simeon against his old team. He used to play yeah. for the Broncos. He beat Dallas. I think it will year. be. I don't think Zach Wilson gets through four quarters this Sunday. Yeah. I don't either. Yeah, I, I like that prediction saying. can be made. I don't think that – I think Zach Wilson's days are numbered. I mean, the, you've got Joe yeah. Namath destroying the Jets. Joe Namath is the only significant historical figure in Jets history. Did you hear what he said about Zach Wilson? Call him a disaster, a train wreck, you know, ruining the franchise. I mean, you got to, you know, if Eli Manning said that about Daniel Jones, we listen, you know, you got to, you got to take those things into account. This guy's embarrassing everyone involved in the franchise. They didn't even listen when Eli Manning wanted to keep a streak going for Geno Smith. Hey, you know what? I don't know why we're bringing that stuff up. It's mean. It's cool. It's still too soon, and we don't have to do it. Okay? Hey, looking back, to... looking back on it, it, it was the right decision. I mean, look at look at what Geno Smith is doing right now. He has earned his spot in the NFL. He's still playing at a high level. Hey, you know what? I watched this week on ESPN, Alex. I, I watched that video of uh, Chad Powers when uh, Eli Manning dressed up as the oh at PSU, the, uh, yeah PSU. PSU. Hilarious. Yeah. He he's a yeah. funny dude, man. Yeah, he's he a funny is, dude. He's, and he didn't show any of that when he was the Giants quarterback. No, it's so funny. No, like, basically the second he retired, he's like, okay, I'll be myself now. Exactly. He, he's a funny yeah. dude. Yeah. It's Would funny you like how a you... funny Eli Manning story? Sure. If uh, if any fan used to ask him to take a selfie with him and handed Eli the picture to take the camera, he thought that was a bridge too far. So he used to go into the person's iPhone setting real quick, change the language to Japanese, and then take the selfie and give the phone back. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and no one what would a have character. a fucking clue how to get their phone back in English. Yeah, That is hilarious. That's very Eli. It's funny how you it like, hate players while they play, but then after they retire, you realize that they're pretty cool I people. I never hated you know? Eli Manning. Though. Well, of I mean, course you did. Say, I was an Eli apologist to the end. I know you were. Speaking of the Giants, uh, they play at Miami next week. That's going to be a tall task. Seven? I would say seven. Yep. What do you think, Camby? Wow. Um, no, I think I Miami's th- getting I, a lot of respect right now. I think – well, yeah, that's why I think it's going to be closer to double digits. I think it might be Ooh. 10. 
You are correct. It is 10. 10? Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. The market has adjusted to the Dolphins, uh, possibly to the Giants as well. That I mean, maybe you'll get it under 10 if the Giants beat the Seahawks, but right now it stands at, at wow, uh, that's... Dolphins lane 10. Fair enough. Hey, you know, I mean, look, if the Giants lose to Seattle, then you almost expect them to lose to Miami and Buffalo, and then they're 1-5 and and the season's over. So we'll see how Monday goes. Any thoughts on Survivor this week, guys? Any Survivor picks? Yes. uh, Minnesota. Looking ahead, seeing that they're playing the Chiefs week five, there's no way they're losing to Carolina week four to go to 0-4 with 0-5 staring them right in the face. Okay. Alex, what about you? Any uh, thoughts on Survivor this week? Obviously, it depends on what you picked previously, but assuming you were still, you know, in a contest, what what jumps out to you? Kansas City against the Jets would stick out. (laughs) Automatic dub. Fly the dub. Well, look, I'm in the final 27% Circus Survivor. It started out with over 9,200 entrants, and we're under 2,500 now. And um, got two entries left, and I'm going to roll both entries on the Niners. Um, if you look at their schedule, they really don't have an enticing one that you want to use on Survivor. Um, you know, until late in the year when they play Arizona again, they they have one game against Tampa in, in San Fran. I'd like to say, with from divisional games with Survivor, those games tend to be closer. So I'm gonna blow both entries on the Niners, and then uh, hopefully we are on to Week Five. And I'm hoping that a lot of teams did pick San Fran last week against the Giants. So if I didn't have the Niners this week, it is tough sledding. I think you are going to get a lot of teams on Minnesota this week, Campbell. Um, but I, I, you know, I obviously would feel better about laying, you know, 14 or picking a team that's laying 14 as opposed to a road team that's laying three and a half, four. So I'm hoping we get some upsets where we can knock out some more people and then and then see what happens. Keep moving forward. But that's it. Do you guys have any other thoughts on week four before we wait until next week for week five? Excited for Buffalo, Miami. Good game. God have mercy on the Jets offense. (laughs) They're going to beat the Chiefs, Campbell. They're going to shock the world. The Boo Birds are going to come out. And then Zach Wilson is going to shock the world. (laughs) That is something that is in the range of outcomes. Hey, crazier things have happened, you know. We, we I honestly do think the Boo Birds are going to come out in this game. I think Jets fans have had it for, for you know, good reason. So um, this might be a situation where you see Simeon or, you know, Tim Boyle by, you know, the second half. And it's probably the right decision because the offense is just so anemic. They, they can't do anything. You know, he's he's not making the right reads. He He's captain check down. He doesn't look down the field. He's not trusting his protection. He can't protection. drop back. This yeah. guy can't even have the footwork to drop back. Like, I don't know yeah. how this guy's in the NFL. I know, I know. So that's why I love Denver next week and Survivor. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm blowing Denver on the Jets. I'm just going to – I'm going to replace the Cardinals with the Jets in terms of a team that you try to go against every week. Because I think Arizona is going to be sneaky – you know, good this year in terms of playing close games. So, um, I, you know, the Jets obviously still have a good defense, but as, as long as they're still starting Zach Wilson, I'm going to take my chances there and see what happens. Um, all right, so we are good. Week four, got all our bets in. We're going to get this pod up by the end of the night. And uh, yeah, we'll talk do. about our uh, Twitter handle that we're going to get those uh, picks up uh, there. Picks, picks are up uh, 
at BetWithChet BC, and you can follow along. All our bets are graded pretty much every Monday or Tuesday. Um, so you can follow along as we put our bets out there. Like we spoke about, we picked a lot of different teams this week, so something's got to give. And uh, we'll see who is leading the pack after week four. And with that said, we will see you next week. Bet with Chet.